forever. <laughs> Dog. Manila. The trees rolling out. I'm feeling extra glamorous tonight. Don't be a bitter bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. <laughs> Welcome to the chop. Ho, ho, ho with Latrice and Manila. Where we give you the weekly recap and rundown of our favorite movies. Who's on top? And who gets the chop? Mm. Let's chop it up, Latrice. Welcome to the chop movie club. We are so excited because uh, it's. Christmas time is here. Yay! Happy holidays, all the listeners to The Chop. Before we get into this week's movie, let's check our inbox. Ooh, okay. Yes. Ooh. All right, this is a email from Teresa. Hey, guys. I'm a huge fan of both of you, and I absolutely love The Chop. And I'm an American living in the Czech Republic, <laughs> a.k.a. Czechia. Okay. Uh, yeah, where the last holiday was filmed. Oh. Yes, that's the movie we watched last week. My son-in-law is actually from the specific town where they were filming, so I have a few facts I can share. Oh, mm. okay. First, I wanted to let you know that the hotel pup is real, and the town it was filmed is Karlovia Very. Mm. Sounds okay. like a drag name. <laughs> Doesn't it go? Yeah. <laughs> Contrary to what the film represented, it's a city very easy to get to. It's not high up in the mountains, but it's located in beautiful surroundings. You do have to fly into Prague, but then it's just a few hours away by bus. Oh. Karlovia uh. Very is a lovely touristic town and hosts a huge international film festival every summer. I wonder if they play Last Holiday at the film festival. <laughs> I would definitely recommend coming over for a visit. The center of town is where you'll find the hotel and you'll recognize many of the locations that were shown in the movie. It's gorgeous and there are lots of his there's a lot of history there. Love you guys. Take care and stay safe and look forward to more episodes of The Chop. Love, Teresa. Right. See, this is why I love what we do because we are reaching people all over the world. And look at this. This is good. I mean, she. I was with her up until she said bus. I was like, bus? Well, yeah, I bus mean, ride. Bus. Well, I mean, we could go like <laughs> like last holiday Queen Latifah style and take a helicopter from the well, airport. Well, girl, or, you know, you know, I gave up the bus ever since Rosa Parks did, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl, you gave up the bus ever since, they, uh, ever since the pandemic happened and we had to stop touring, girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I have been Rosa Park in the back of the bus the entire tour, every tour. That's so oh true. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> you know, this is Christmas, and I do miss going on tour with all my drag sisters during I these do. Christmas tours. Yeah. I, girl, Lat listeners, Latrice would have the sweet in the back of the bus. Sweet. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the presidential suite. Yeah, she had like two Wong food it, like decor decorated it with her drag, <laughs> and the rest of us were sleeping in the bunk beds. 
Well, see, y'all don't want me rolling out in the middle of the aisle at night. So, bitch, like, no. nobody be, yeah, it wouldn't be safe. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but <laughs> I definitely want to take a, uh, not a road trip, but a flight over there and see the hotel pup poop. Um, the hotel poop? Poop. And everything and <laughs> see all the things that we saw in the movie. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll be able to get on planes and, you know, go on vacations very soon. Yeah, until hopefully. then, we're sitting at home watching movies <laughs> on whatever streaming app we can afford. It's true. <laughs> or passing passcodes around so that way you know, oh. you're, you know yes. that way your good Judy can experience it too. So yes, sharing uh, is caring, <laughs> and this is the season. So here we are. But we absolutely love hearing from all of you. So you know, we might just read your question and comment on the show if you email us at latrissamanila at gmail and and you know, well, yeah, we really to... appreciate all the feedback from our fans, um, especially when it's stuff that we'd have no idea about. So we we Clueless. can learn. Yes, yes I yes. like learning because um, I would have just assumed that that whole that whole town was was like fake <laughs> was a, was like shot on the Universal back lot. <laughs> uh, well, no, I could I I know the difference between fake snow and real snow, bitch. Like <laughs> you can't fake that snow. That was cold. That looked cold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, speaking of fake snow, okay, our, our right. movie this week. <laughs> so excited about it. it, it it's kind of crazy that I chose this movie, but it, it, I love White Christmas. It's my f- like favorite Christmas movie. And I can tell you why. Okay, why? why? First I of all, it's, tell it's you in why. 1954, so that's what, the um, yeah. just a, a couple years before you were born. <laughs> Oh, bitch, you bitch. Wow. <laughs> so shady. See, you I look get good it for your y'all. age. You look good, uh, Patrice. I, I think, thank you, girl. Put it on a platter, bitch. Uh, <laughs> but the reason why I love this movie so much is the pageantry of it all. Oh, yes. Girl, the wardrobe and production and color and lights and dancing and it's full fantasy for me and I cannot get enough of it. I watch it every Thanksgiving. It's kind of become a new thing because it was, uh, you know, that was a tradition for my husband and his um, family. They would watch it every Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then like, it's just perfect. It's so good. And so we'll get into it. I'm so excited about it. You know, I'm always a big fan of like those old Hollywood movies in the golden age of cinema when the movie is about showbiz. (laughs) Isn't it like, I feel like all movies are about showbiz (laughs) in the 1950s. You know what I mean? It's always like, you know, a Hollywood retelling of a vaudevillian like troupe trying to make it. Try to make it. Yeah. Well, it stars Bing Crosby Mm. as Bob Wallace, um, co-starring Danny Kaye. As Phil Davis, and it has Rosemary Clooney as mm-hmm. Betty Haynes and Vera Ellen as oh, Judy my Haynes. Goodness, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bing Crosby. I'm dreaming. <laughs> but it really is the movie is is really like the stars for me are, are Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen. Baby. As the, as the Haynes sisters. One hundred percent. I'm right there with you. So it's Christmas-themed, this movie uh, musical is about two show business acts linking up and falling in love. So Wallace and Davis are former soldiers who have become successful entertainers and producers, and the Haynes sisters who sing in nightclubs. So, like, 
it's a very American, very Christmas, very heartfelt old Hollywood movie. I mean, it's got all the elements for loveliness. Yeah. So the movie is, it starts out, you're at, you're like on Christmas Eve in 1944 during World War II. Um, and all the soldiers are kind of like in the, you know, the battleground of wherever they are. And, you know, Bing Cosby's character, um, Bob Wallace, puts on a Christmas show for the troops while the the general is away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, like... Uh, but then it gets cut short because of enemy fire and private Phil Davis saves Captain Bob Wallace's life from a falling building. Mm. So uh, you owe me your life. <laughs> and so he catches that in, right? <laughs> Basically. And so Captain Wallace, is a, he, he's a, like an established entertainer back home. And in the medical yeah, must tent. have been drafted into the war, <laughs> right? Like, you know. Um, and then Davis asked Wallace uh to perform with him. And after all, you know, his 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 arm really got injured, and so when he saved Wallace's life, so he really couldn't be in the war and fight no more anyway, because you know, he's gonna be discharged. So mm-hmm. um yeah, and so they create a uh, a duo group. Now Bing Crosby's like I I I don't you know I do a solo gig, but their their duo group is very very popular and like uh, they are doing performances, musical numbers, big shows all over. They're huge producers, so they're like they're like the big name entertainment of the day. Um, but Davis wants to you know he he's flirting with the showgirls backstage and he's like really like feeling his life but uh Bing Crosby's character Wallace he he's focused on nothing but the work and focused on business right. and every waking moment he's thinking <laughs> about the show and making it a success and then his, his show partner Davis wants you know he wants to like enjoy uh you know like we're doing all the hard work so like let's now enjoy our life because of all the hard work so right there's like right. a different different mindset for the two of them i mean but it's the yin and yang of it you had a, you got the person who's all about the business and and keeping this boat afloat and then you got the creative and more leisurely he wants to like fuck around with the sexy, uh, the sexy single chorus girls that you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Who are dynamite? Those costumes that oh, those baby. showgirls are wearing, and those are just like walk-on roles, and they're like dressed to the teeth. The, the <laughs> nines, honey, the nines. So after one of their shows, they go and see the Haynes sisters. Uh, Judy Haynes wrote uh, a fake letter from the uh, from her brother Benny, who was in the army with Wallace and Davis, to get them to come to their show. So it was kind of like a little. A little catfishing. A little, little catfishing uh, before the term. False pretenses. <laughs> lies. Lies, <laughs> lies, lies, lies. Um, yeah, but uh, the goal is to get the, the their attention uh, Davis and, and Wallace yeah. to come to see their mm-hmm. act. And what an act it is. Because the girls perform the legendary song, Sisters, Sisters. And these gorgeous blue dresses oh, with these beautiful. matching ostrich feather fans that are about the size of my house. Continental. Here it is. Here's your talent. We were talking about that on last Thursday's episode. Just glamour with ostrich feather fans. And there you go. These, this song is so fucking fun. 
It is so fun. Yeah, so they do this number and the guys watch and they apparently take really good notice of, oh, of their choreography. <laughs> they they embed it in their memory bank. All the choreography, all the nuances. So there's like a thing where like the sheriff comes to the the gig and is trying to arrest the to two sisters for um not paying for burning a cigarette hole in the carpet of the hotel at that the they're hotel. staying at. Yeah. I don't they must they have been. They must have not finished that blunt and passed out. <laughs> <laughs> so the guys so, help the yeah. girls escape so they don't get arrested. Yeah, because, they like, put them on they, the train, take them to the train station, you know, and mm-hmm. cover for them so they can. Which then get away. they have to just the the guys have to uh, distract the sheriff so the girls have time to get away. Right. And Davis and Wallace they put on the record of the of the Haynes sisters. <laughs> And they come out with the fans and like little bows in their hair and they roll up their pants. They put on little like um, shoes and they do the whole sisters routine in dr- like pretty much ver- in drag. verbatim, verbatim. <laughs> like y'all saw it one time and y'all got it. So there must be a little queen up in them somewhere. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, you know, like my husband when we were watching this, he was like, "Are these two characters gay? Because I know you and Latrice, you guys watch." you know, cinema that, you know, is inspired the gay community, legend, legendary gay movies. Are these two characters gay? And I'm like, well, now that I'm watching this, maybe. I don't know. Because because Bing Crosby was like, had zero interest in, in women in the beginning of the movie. Right. Now he's up in drag doing a full on drag performance, batting his eyelashes. I mean, one could say they were comfortable in their masculinity, but no, honey, I saw some little twinkling, twinkle, <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little star, honey. I love it. I love this because this, like, this number is so good because it's performed twice for in the movie, mm-hmm. and then the second time is full-on drag and, like, over-the-top, exaggerated drag show in a 1950s movie. So I live. I live. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, why don't we take a little short break and we'll come back and talk about more White Christmas. Ooh, it's so white. So white. Why gotta be white? And we are back to the chop, and we are having a very white Christmas. Mm. Mm. So full of holiday cheer. Full of holiday cheer. So Um, yeah, yeah. The the plot goes on. I I go. They get on a train. They all are on the same train. train. Yeah, headed to New York City. They ride in the club car the whole way. And uh Oh yeah, because Phil gave away the tickets to the girls. And right. so they have to like kind of like, you know, they're just like stuck in the in the club car <laughs> for, for the ride back to New York City. But they're convinced to not go to New York City, but to go all the way up to Vermont, where the girls are gonna be doing their next gig. Um, because apparently there's snow there. Well, that's why they sing a song about it. <laughs> a big <Snow>. production. <laughs> a big old cute production about singing of snow. <laughs> a, a whole musical number about snow. Um, but when they get off the train, <laughs> there's zero snow. No snow. We, we're setting it up. We have a whole musical production 
orchestrations, choreography, <laughs> snow. No snow. Oh, no snow. Well, <laughs> isn't that how it goes, though? <laughs> it is. It so is. Judy, Judy and Phil, they're scheming for Bob and Betty to get together because they want to make a love connection. You know how people get in your business and they shouldn't. But sometimes it works out. Sometimes it works out. If if you're like double if you're like double dating, you always kind of want like the other person to like let me just tell you this. This happened to me one time. So in New York City, my roommate and I, we went out clubbing and I met this really, really fine ass Latino boy. I don't know, he was Puerto uh-huh. Rican or maybe he was Dominican. I'm not sure. But I exchanged numbers and we were flirting all day, but I exchanged numbers and we decided we would meet up um another day. But he was gonna bring his friend. And my and my roommate Beth at the time, she was such a good wingman that she actually ended up date like she ended up dating this guy and getting engaged to the guy that I was just trying to be like, hey, just go and hang out with that guy so I can hook up with his. Friend. Oh, so <laughs> they really hit it off uh, for a while. They didn't. They they didn't no end marriage. up getting actually married, but. Oh. It, it was a. It did turn into it a, a, a long relationship. Well, good, good for you. Mm-hmm. See, you did something good, being shady. I, I wasn't being shady. I was just being horny, girl. Well, I. Mean, What's new, girl? What's new? <laughs> anyway, back to the story. Back to back the movie. To the, yeah. The they get to a um a ski lodge, uh, but it turns out like so. There's no snow, but it turns out that their general Waverly he owns the ski lodge the general yeah. that they went that they've served under in the war mm-hmm. um so uh ooh, small world after all i uh, imagine but unfortunately because you know there's no snow like the ski lodge is completely dead makes sense why would we come to a ski lodge and not ski <laughs> yeah can you imagine if queen latifah from last holiday showed up to the ski lodge in pine tree vermont and there was no snow She'd have been like, I got three weeks to live. This Bitch, is what I get. <laughs> nothing. Just more. <laughs> more disappointment. And more disappointment. Um, but, you know, General Waverly, he, like, he sank his entire life savings into this the ski lodge. Like, that was his going to be his plan for retirement, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they decided to put um, a Wallace and Davis show on at the hotel to try and drum up some business. They bring the whole big New York show up to Vermont. Now we got props, crew, costumes, like full production at this ski lodge. Yeah, uh, they are, (laughs) well, I guess, well, they skipped their show. They were going to do the show in New York City, but they decided to like go to Vermont to, you know, get some, you know, get some, to get laid basically. (laughs) To fall Uh in love, I mean, to fall in love. Um, so, yeah, I guess they had to move their whole show up to Vermont. But uh, hopefully this is kind of like their their Christmas uh, present to the general because they're they're really going to put in all their effort to to get the customers in the seats. You yeah. Know? Snow or no snow. Snow or no snow. But this is where we start to really see the big production numbers, the old school Hollywood musical vibe. I mean, they're giving you... Full out, like Vegas. Who Las yeah. Vegas? Like yeah. what? No, baby. Yeah. This is. Oh my goodness. This is, is where I my nipples get hard and start lactating. 
when we start seeing. And this is just the rehearsals, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it starts out like dress rehearsals to the one song. And it's like full out, like, obviously it's like a movie. So like it's full out, like finished product. And girl, you got the dancers, you got them like up on the steps, you got oh the whole thing. Gosh. And then, of course, you have um, Judy come out and she's just the I, I every time every time Judy uh, Judy Hayes comes out I just gag because she's such a beautiful dancer she's got a waist that's probably like, like yeah it's probably like, like six like, inches around yeah like I mean yeah she makes she makes Violet Chachki's waist looks like she needs to go like, on a diet like this like, this girl's tiny she's so tiny tea. And she moves, she moves so gracefully and it's just- Legs for days. Legs for Mm -hmm. days. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So they're really pushing. So Judy and Phil are really pushing this love story between Betty and Bob. Um, They're scheming and scheming and scheming to try to get them together. Um, You know, so uh, of course, like, you know, all the scheming there, they find themselves together. And of course they get, um, you know, some more musical (laughs) numbers. You know, when when the love is so much that you just break out into song, right? <laughs> right. You do. You got to. Celebrate. Good times. Come on. And it's, dun, a, mu- dun, it's dun, a musical. Dun, dun, so, dun, dun. Yeah. so bring in the choreography, right? <laughs> yep. I love the choreography number. The, the song is called Choreography. They do this, like, cool modern... Uh, they do a modern choreography, which to us now is like classic, right? M- but classic, it, like, for that time, it was uh, it was Martha very Graham, mm-hmm. Martha Graham vibes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I-, I love it. It was just it's really beautiful. Oh, and Judy comes out and wearing this hot pink costume and doing those super fast taps in the tap shoes. Oh my goodness! Like they can tap, they can modern dance. They got ballet, jazz. I was just waiting for hip hop. And then I would they, like, they probably would have put hip hop in there, trust me. I mean. If it was a thing, if there were any black people in this in this movie, <laughs> they might they would have definitely done hip hop. Oh, so uh, that's why they call it white Christmas, because ain't no black people. <laughs> There's no black people in it. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So like oh, like the the show is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and like th- their TV friend wants to make this show into a big TV special and they want to get like you know all these they just they're just making it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger trying right? to but trying to yeah uh, Bob is like no but <laughs> but Emma the housekeeper was listening in on the phone and called. Uh, on the phone call and thinks Bob and Phil are going to take advantage of the whole situation for hundreds of thousands of dollars of free advertising. And then she tells Betty. Oh, yes. Uh, Oh, and then Emma, the housekeeper, I was like, why does she seem so familiar? And then I figured it out because I recognized her voice. That that actress plays Sister Mary Lazarus in Sister Act. Exactly. That's yeah. her. The, that the, old, her. Grumpy, the yep, old grumpy. The old grumpy. Uh... <laughs> yep. <laughs> she kind of plays an old grumpy uh, housekeeper in this too, no? But well, anyway, she tells the news to Betty and Betty's upset and she's, she's really like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Bob is doing this. Oh, Yeah, yeah, of course. And then Judy says her sister won't fall in love until she gets engaged. She asks Phil 
but he is scared to get engaged and he says it isn't you know the sitting he's not the sitting down type and 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 i won't even kiss judy um so mm. he's playing high hard to get or the bitch yeah or however you want to see it but but i yeah. thought that he was trying to get he i thought they were falling a lot i thought they were hitting it off well, oh no, it got too real. <laughs> that's what happens. It was cute for a fling, but like, oh, now you want me to marry you? Uh, I'm in showbiz, kid. You know, but it's a Hollywood movie, so that doesn't last very long. So they finally announced at the big cast party that they are going to get engaged. You know, of course. Um, so Bob tries to talk to Betty, but she can't deal with the news, and she heard about him, and and she thinks that it's true that they're just trying to do this for all the, you know, they're just trying to like take advantage of the situation. Yeah, they do. You, why is it that, you know, I guess that's why I make movies movies because nobody really says what's on their mind in the movie. You kind of yeah. like, you hint and skirt around it and then hope that the other person is a mind reader and they're not. And then you get all mad because they're not on the same page as you. Well, bitch, say what you need and won't. Right? I mean, it's <laughs> honestly like, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, it happens in every like rom-com. I feel like the girl like doesn't get one piece of information or she finds out a piece of information and then she's upset, but it's all a big misunderstanding and they all fall in love at the end, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. Cause like they think that they're leaving, right? Uh, yeah. Bob, Bob sees Betty leaving and he doesn't know why. And then Phil and Judy tell Bob their engagement is phony and he's angry about it. I mean, they go yeah. through it. You have to have a little drama because it can't be all. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you got you got to like set. You, uh, this started out in the war where they were being dropped bombs on, so you got to have <laughs> right. some kind of conflict. You know, halfway through the movie, right? Because <laughs> Bob goes back to New York City, and Betty. Um, uh, but then he sees Betty performing a song about heartbreak at the Carousel Club, and she's so upset because they're still talking about these TV people. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she yeah. still thinks that, like, they're trying to, like, fuck them over somehow. Yeah. So Bob goes on TV, makes a plea to all the soldiers he knew, um, who knew General, to come support the General at the show. And so, you know, of course, you know, Betty sees this announcement on TV and she realizes she was wrong. Yes! Wrong, oh, what girl. a miscommunication. Oops, a little oops. Yeah. <laughs> a little oops. Well, they, uh, apparently they love the general. Everyone loved the general in the 151st uh, platoon Division. or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so they're going to get some butts in these seats. One way or another. And they do. I mean, this is, they love the general. And it's time for the show. But we'll get back to that right after this break. How about that? How about that? You got the chop. Welcome back to the chop with the trees of Manila. 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 Oh, so now where are we? We we we've now announced that we want all the troops that have been underneath General Wallace to come up and support. At this lodge. So mm -hmm. they're going to put on this huge show to raise these coins to save this lodge, ultimately. Yes. Um, they obviously, none of, none of these former soldiers have any Christmas plans. 
Um, so instead, they're all just going to drive up to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> all of them are going to... There's no cop tickets because we really... We, we still need to keep the ski lodge in business. So it's... <laughs> They might get a family family and friends discount. A little in the biz discount. Ma- you know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, their wives and children, they got to pay full price. <laughs> they all get free passes to, the, to the, the ski lift, but there ain't no snow. So, you know, whatever. There ain't no snow. <laughs> so on the day of the show, so many former soldiers showed up in Pine Tree, Vermont. Like, and so does Betty. Oh, like we, oh, like we, I never would have expected Betty to show back up, but but she she does. <laughs> she shows up. She shows up. I mean, so the whole 151st Division sings the song uh, from the opening of the film to the general because we love him. It's mm-hmm. so moving. Like I know, I was moved to tears. The general was crying, and he's a soldier, so he not you know those are manly men tears. Um, but it was so beautiful, and it just showed like how much he was loved and respected um, by his 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 soldiers. Yeah, and this movie was made uh, after like shortly after World War II, so like that is kind of like the vibe because like it, a lot of people went to war, and you know they were really missing like that was like a life altering you know experience going to war. Right. And not actually being able to celebrate Christmas, mm. so like this is kind of like you know like real life situations. So they're really drawing on like the the vibes of what people were actually feeling at the time. Um, and then it finally starts to snow in Vermont. Imagine. Oh. And this is you... like the part that I literally just like fast forward half of the movie because I just want to get to this one scene. <laughs> When it starts snowing and it starts when it starts snowing and it like finally becomes like an actual Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I spent like two and a half hours just like watching people, you know, like doing dress rehearsals. Well, girl, you know? I was there. I was there for the for production and the costumes and the dancing, honey. I'm That's a, it is the costumes, the, the dancing. The, Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. what gets me in this movie all the time. I mean, this cute is cute too. This I'm dreaming of a white Christmas moment when it starts snowing. It's all cute and stuff. Um, but this, but but production and costumes, like the I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, like the costumes that the Haynes sisters wear oh. is so iconic. Every drag queen <sighs> wants this, wants that mm-hmm. giant, like cinched at the waist red Santa. <sighs> Gown, oh, gigantic bell, bell skirt, mm. all trimmed in fur. Oh, oh, seeing. You know, I, I had to like get get it, get into get into my like Christmas. It's, it's Christmas here on the chop, girl. <laughs> it's Christmas. I mean, I'm wearing red and poofy sleeves. This is yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, that that this scene right here is like the iconic. What you what you came to pay for. Because mm-hmm. you get your money shot. This is where it is. Um, and then our couple sneak some kisses behind the tree, Bob and Betty and Judy and Phil. How romantical. Yeah, and then they, they open up the back of the uh, the stage and it opens up to, like, the outside, the soundstage, um, set. <laughs> fully snowing, covered in, covered in icicles. But how amazing is that, though? Like, it's all Hollywood. We know it's all Hollywood. But, like, the fantasy is tremendous. 
Yeah. Like, and like, this is a movie that's like over 50 years old. So like, this is a movie's like, what, like 70 years old? She's like ancient. Almo- almost yeah, almost fe- 65 fe- years old? 50, 51, it was 54? 54, yeah. yeah. Old, yeah, this, yeah, this is an She's old like, ass movie. Yeah. And like, the... The cliche of like it's snowing on Christmas Eve at the very end of the movie was pr- was probably not a cliche back then, you know. Yeah, but this is why everyone is dreaming of this white Christmas because this fantasy here. This is what set the presidents, I think, of the full fantasy of it's snowing on Christmas Eve. You're with your family, sipping on nog and brandy around the fireplace. Yeah. Snuggle up. You get to open up one Christmas gift on Christmas Eve and save the rest for the morning. You know, it's just like... Yeah, the song... The song... Uh, well, it's, Bing Crosby sings the song in the beginning uh, during the, you know, the wartime scene, right? Mm-hmm. And it does kind of sound very, like, sad and melancholy because they're, like, soldiers. They're, they're at war. And then at the end, when they re- when they re-sing the song... It has so much more of like a hopeful um, vibe to the whole song. Like it's more like, you know, aspirational as opposed to like, oh, God, I wish I wasn't here in this freaking trench, like being bombed and shot at. I wish it was a white Christmas. But here this is like I'm dreaming of something better, a better Mm -hmm. life. And honestly, like that's kind of like the whole vibe of this movie. It's like, you know, you're going from like the crappiest that you can be like in war. And then it goes to like, you know, building up your success finding your loved ones, bringing all the people that uh, you've uh, experienced your lifetime with, and then just, like, making this, like, beautiful Christmas experience with the mm-hmm. whole friends and family and everything. Yeah. So, beautiful. Beautiful. Beautifully Gorgeous. done. Gorgeous. Basically, just uh, the musical numbers are just fantastic. <sighs> Gorgeous. Vision. vision, vision, vision. And they sing so beautifully. Like, the voices, they're all, like, these are, like, Serious triple threats. They can sing, they can dance, they can act. Yeah. And God knows what else. But back then, that's what if you you had that, you were the shit. You, you were the shit. You could be cast in anything. So Yeah. Yeah. Every week we do our tops and chops when it's called the top, right? So what's it your is, what's your I top mean, from this film? My top, girl, is every single production number that was for me the whole mood of this movie <laughs> the set design the dancing the singing the costumes the pageantry of it all tens across the board like for me that's why i watched this and i can watch it 10 times and i still feel the same way um every time because even though it's in technicolor you get <laughs> you get the full fantasy you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. then I loved it because I think this is the first time watching it in HD. Mm-hmm. And you really can get into the you costumes. Like her, it. like her sequin gloves and <gasps> all the details and just the costumes and the everything. My top is Vera Ellen dancing. Like she Period. is such a good dancer. She has this like, uh, like, I don't know the way she dances. It's it's almost like unreal. Like she has this like smile on her face, or she's like a doll, and she, <laughs> like all of her movements are just done so effortlessly that, that it doesn't look real. That right? Like, her leg goes up like it's animated. Like 
this, she don't look like she even have the muscle to get her little she leg. She doesn't, but... though, because like, there's <laughs> one scene where she's in like, the, the, the little bikini thing and she's got nothing but legs. And girl, there is like, she has thigh gap and it's that, got at like, least... At least six inches by that like, girl. I could put my whole <laughs> hand through there, girl. <laughs> like, your legs don't ever touch it. You ain't got no friction. You ain't to worry no. about ruining your tights and putting holes in your crotch. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking from experience here, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> love her. What about your chop? <laughs> Oh, what is my chop? There's no black people in it, but I understand it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time, It was yeah. a different time. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't too much care because the spirit of the film is still uh, wonderful. So, but I'm still chopping it. There are no black people in there, and it was, it was a horrible time. And so, America... We, I'm glad yeah, we start we'll, doing better. We'll do better in the remake. Give it 20, 30 more years. Re, when they do the reboot and all That's POC cast of White Christmas. When it's going to be why it got to be White Christmas. I'm yep. telling you, it's right in itself. I need to, uh, okay. All right, yeah. we, we're going to do that. We just need to get uh, our our dancers and our set pieces from New York over and to about, your house, girl. <laughs> and a good, good five, six hundred thousand dollars for the props, costumes, and cast. You know. Wait, so is that your real chop? Is that the no black people in this movie? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my chop is. Um, my chop is there weren't more d- drag numbers. <laughs> like how do you, how do you give us some cross dressing acts and you don't follow through with it? Like at the end they should have like been in full geesh. Like the, like the they started with their booger drag, you know, just with a bow in their hair and rolling elevation. up the pants, and they should have ended it in full glam RuPaul's Drag You vibes. Like, you know, oh, select not the Dragulator girl. <laughs> the Dragulator. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show. That's That's it. Okay, that's it. (laughs) We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. And that's really it. And we'll be back on Thursday for our audio-only episode. And we're having so much with our we're having so much fun with our movie club. But starting in January, we are going to be reviewing RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two. So We'll talk yeah. about the Meet the Queens videos, the promos, and even some of the season one UK gals will join us on our show. So yes. like that, that, we have that to look forward to. I'm excited about that. Me but too. Thank you all so much for listening to The Chop. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to our show. Rate and review us on your podcast app. And we have new episodes every Tuesday and every Thursday. And you can send us an email and we might read it on the show next week. Just email us at latricemanila at gmail.com. And please, please, please follow us at Latrice Royale and at Manila Luzon on our social medias. And we'll see you next week to find out who or, or what gets the job. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. The Chop is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names, pictures, and media clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Forever. Dog. To listen to The Chop ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. 
The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Duzon. Produced by Big Dipper. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Bellai. Alaska Thunderfuck. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio. And Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale. <laughs>